0: Hey everybody and welcome to the fart fetish podcast once again we've got another great episode for you today but before we do that let me first say the fart fetish podcast is available on fartfetishpodcast.com and almost all major podcast platforms look for new episodes released monthly on the first friday did you know i wrote fart fetish erotica for over a decade and most of it is up online for free i have some videos and captions too So if any of that piques your interest, you can also help me and the show out by checking out my many, many years of content, with ad blocker turned off, please, at thefartcloset.com. And that's it. I'd like to now welcome Akaraka to the podcast. Akaraka is one half of the polyamorous content creators that have worked to fill the niche for male-on-female domination content. In this episode, we get into a little of what it's like to be a content creator, some of the challenges and how kink and fetish challenge social paradigms in positive ways. We're going to get into it right now on the Fart Fetish Podcast. Thanks very much for being here, Akaraka. Can you start with a little bit about who you are and and what you do in this fetish?
1: Yeah, so I'm Akaraka, uh, male half at least. Uh, So for any of your listeners that haven't stumbled across this yet, my partner or partners and I produce a variety of male dom uh content on Pornhub and Fetlife. Uh we specialize in mostly male on female face sitting, smothering, ass worship, farting, you know, just that sort of thing.
0: Is there uh, a meaning behind your your uh your Pornhub name or or uh why did you choose to go by Akaraka?
1: It was just a pronounceable string of characters that I would be able to remember. It was mm-hmm. just something that you know, most people don't catalog their porn so, you know, it, there was some thought given to, okay, maybe they find that video they like and they can't remember exactly what it was titled, but maybe they remember the, the username. But really, it was just something that I would be able to remember when I log into the site. That was it.
0: That's great, though. And I, I appreciate that you mentioned cataloging your porn because I uh, I bet a lot of people don't and they just have a folder of just, you know, video files or whatever if they don't just watch them um, online. But I, I personally also categorize by creator because it's a lot easier to find, and it is easier to remember um, a video uh, by their creator, and then be like, "Oh yeah, I like that creator. Let me go back into their videos." So you have all these folders like I, I'm never probably gonna watch those videos again. Yeah. It's like I have this favorite creator that I've categorized, uh, but that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So when did you when did you start getting into making adult content?
1: Oh, it. It's been a few years. Uh we started sometime before all of the COVID lockdowns. I I wanna say it's been three years, three and a half, somewhere around that area.
0: That's amazing. And how's how's the response? Like how, how have people um enjoyed it or, or what have people said?
1: Yeah, you no, know, this has been successful, you know, beyond what I could have ever imagined. And you know, we don't have like a huge following, but the idea that like some of our videos have a hundred thousand views or more and I didn't when we started this I didn't think that this was going to be any more than like you know a handful of people with a similar kink you know maybe maybe a hundred people will watch it but no it's been more successful than I could have imagined
0: it is wild I I agree like there's there's an assumption that this uh, especially the farting aspect is is so niche but uh, the audiences that can pull may be you know smaller than mainstream porn, but no no less uh, significant. Like it's still quite a bit of uh, people within that uh, within that niche, and then you expand out to face sitting in this net, and it grows uh, grows more and more as you as you get more broad. Yeah, for sure. Are are is is one of you or or both of you fart fetishes? Is that just a, a part of your repertoire that you've added?
1: Yeah, so I won't speak for her too much, but I can definitely say neither of us went into this identifying as a fart fetishist. And I I don't even know if we would consider ourselves like fetishists now. Uh, You know, maybe me more than her. is an argument that could be made. We really identified as like having a major kink for humiliation and degradation more generally. Like the idea of farting on somebody farting in a girl's face in particular was appealing really early on for me but it's always been in the context of more generally like a humiliation and degradation thing rather than like the farting or even the face setting specifically but you know i i can remember early on thinking like oh that's kind of a that's kind of an idea that i could play with like that's something i could incorporate into my play like and I've, I've had partners that I've gone there with before we ever put this on camera.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you, do you think you find, or, or have you found any commentary or, or people making comments that like, in terms of like you, you dominating a, 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 uh, a female, uh, or, or females, uh, of that, you know, may come onto your, uh, channel. Has anyone been like that's not right of you to humiliate a female? I mean, obviously it's consensual in this net, but has anyone like been able to unable to like see the see the enjoyment that can come from that uh on both sides?
1: Every now and then we'll get like a shiny comment along those lines. But I think like the vast majority of people who stumble on our videos, even if it's not for them, like they they get the context of Pink and bdsm and humiliation play you know occasionally we get like a shitty comment but we delete them and move on you know it, it's not something that happens often enough to impact how we engage with like putting up content
0: for sure that's great i think it takes a certain like knowing and and accepting of of yourself on, on both sides of the, of the, of the DS, whether it be play or, or, or a longer term paradigm.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: You can't really, you can't really like go into, like a lot of people think like this is the way a relationship should be. um, These are the power dynamics uh, and that's just the way it is. Whereas I think people um, in fetishes, people in kinks, they're breaking down those paradigms, um, which I think is important.
1: Yeah. I, at the end of the day, like, all of the content that we've put up is stuff that we're doing because we enjoy it, right? Like nobody's holding a gun to either of our head and making us do this. Like this is stuff that my partner asks for when we're off camera too. This is stuff that we do in our regular relationship that we both get something out of and we both enjoy. Very much. Yeah, it's it just at the end of the day, like I don't know that i've got a a huge insight on this but we like it the videos reflect what we like what i like what she likes and we just don't pay a lot of mind to anybody that has something negative to say about how we conduct our relationship generally whether it's like a, a family member that doesn't approve of like our our polyamorous relationship or whether it's like a shitty internet commenter that thinks that we have a, a weird fetish. Right.
0: For sure. And that, that is, so it is, it is super important. And I'm glad, I'm glad you said that people definitely do need to uh, start it, you know, uh, work to internalize that, uh, that idea and that message that, you know, you're not hurting anyone then, then what you, what you like to do consensually with, with your partners um, is, is perfectly fine. You, you mentioned, uh, that it it's uh it's your interest that drives you to or at least that's what I parsed out that it's your interest in the in the acts in general that drives you to make the content. but do you do you have any other drives that that made you want to start making videos, start you know, gathering a fan base? what what was that um I guess uh, impetus?
1: as far as putting up content in the first place, the impetus really was just we're making content. That we would want to see. Uh and I I've even got that listed on my Pornhub page, right? Like we're making the type of content that we'd want to watch. There just isn't a ton of material in this niche. And we thought if this is something that we're doing in our bedroom, if this is something that we would want to watch, I bet there's somebody out there searching for this that would like to see it. We didn't think it would become as big as it did, but we figured somebody is out there looking for something like this then you know if it can bring enjoyment to somebody why not
0: absolutely and I think that is so true that uh you know when I when I started I you know I had just had thoughts and fantasies you know well before I went online and and saw that there's actually you know people that do enjoy this content farts and what have you and I you know was inspired by reading other people's stories to start writing my own. And I think that is what, that is what drives a lot of great content. It's just like, oh, I like this. Obviously other people must like it as well. I can't be the only one. Let me put it out there. You know, let me throw my uh, fishing line out there and see what happens. And, uh, and then often the response is like, oh yeah, I've been waiting for this.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's been our experience for sure.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I may have already asked this or you may have already said it, but how did you get like started with it? Like, do you have uh, a background in production? Did you just start, uh, did you just pick up a camera and, and just go with it?
1: Yeah. So we are both like famously inept when it comes to any sort of like production value. Like if you watch most of our content, like it is, it is very amateur and it's not necessarily by design. Although I I think there's some appeal to that, right? Like, people do seek out amateur porn. But, like, we have no background in production. You know, the extent of us picking up a camera is like taking some pictures on vacation or whatever, right? Like, it really just was a matter of throwing up what we could within our, our limitations early on. And I think we've gotten a little bit more experience with that with time. Uh, You know, we've got some technical limitations that we're working with, but like, I've learned a little bit of video editing along the way, but we, we really did just start from, from absolute scratch.
0: That's great though. That is really great because one, you, you did take the initiative to uh, just go ahead and do it when it is something that people are hungry for, as, as your response has, has shown. But I think also... It takes that first spark to inspire other people as well. Like you may be uh, one of the few doing this right now, but someone who I don't know thinks more cinematically or something may may pick up the torch at some point as well and start making content uh, for the niche as well. Which that's something I always find exciting because you know people think oh competition, but really it's just about having the most I think, satisfying porn, satisfying experience. that that can be delivered for the audiences that are looking.
1: Yeah, I agree. And actually, you know, within this niche, I've already seen that sort of start to happen. When we first started putting up videos, there were really, at least insofar as I could find, there were a handful of videos on the internet generally. And, you know, they were very, very amateur, very like some of them had clearly been shot Ten years ago right and since we've put up our videos and I'm, I'm not taking credit for what other people have chosen to do but I have seen others that like clearly have more of like that technical ability put up similar content and like great like it's good content I'm a fan
0: absolutely I I yeah I agree was it just the personal interest that made you discover like this was something that needed fulfillment for broader audiences or was there anything else that kind of uh, set that in motion?
1: I can just give you kind of the, the general story of how we arrived at this in the first place, like in terms of just our practice privately and kind of how it evolved from there into making videos. Sure. So early on in our relationship, when my girlfriend, the, my primary sub in most of my videos, and I were negotiating around boundaries and limits and stuff. She just made an offhand comment that she watched a lot of Brazilian face sitting and smothering videos, and I'm sure most of her audience is familiar with that part of the internet, yeah, right I'm sure like yeah and and that interest informed our early play. You know, I'd done similar things with previous partners that was well within my general interest and eventually just came up in conversation that what we do quote unquote isn't really reflected in porn so we just threw our first few videos up you know kind of as a result of that that evolving kind of conversation realization between the two of us and you know just kind of the the evolution of our interests over time
0: for sure is there I, I don't want to get too personal, but is there like a a kink scene near you is that is that where you two met, or, or did you meet through other circumstances?
1: So we met in our local kink community. We're both no longer super involved in our local scene, but uh at the time, like we were both very involved in our local kink community
0: that seems that seems to be the norm. I mean some people I think continue to go out in the scene and play it's kind of like their bar night or their date night or whatever and I think for many I think they would prefer to to just uh have their play at home like they they enjoy the kink scene when they they want to be social and want to you know go out but once you kind of find the person or people you want to play with regularly I think for some people it's just like I I don't need to keep going out there it's still like a social scene you know it's still awkward and and weird all these people there um, especially the the type of play uh, you enjoy um, is rather intimate. Do you find clubs where you are allowed that type of play or is it, is it forbidden? Cause out here, for instance, like uh, most, if it's a public party and not a member's party, uh, mouth to genital and genital to genital contact is, is not allowed. Um, and I think maybe certain private parties allow it. I, I could be wrong about that, but essentially uh, face sitting, all these actions, maybe even through clothes, Because they could argue uh, the breath play aspect, which is also forbidden, could be in play. Do you find those restrictions at where you are?
1: So the the club that we would go to most often, and it's been closed since COVID, it just couldn't weather that storm. Was really pretty as permissive as they possibly could be, while with remaining within the boundaries of local law, and we never really had encountered problems when we would tiptoe up to that line we would largely just kind of because of our own reservations avoid going too far down that you know too far down that line of uh of play in public we would largely contain ourselves to impact play and sort of the more the more like socially permissible kink in those spaces when we would go to event uh the the kink community in general where we're at is kind of kind of restricted our local city didn't even have a club until recently and the club that we currently have we won't attend for a variety of reasons we were always going to a city about an hour away to a a club that is i think more ethically run but we always we, we would treat that as more of like a social outing than like an exhibitionist sort of experience. It was always just kind of an excuse to hang out with friends that were in that kink community.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's like what I call vanilla kink. The impact, the whips, the even aspects that are a little more extreme, but you see them in the club occasionally, like things like maybe Needle's. Clothes pins. I'm thinking also like electric. I think part of the the show and the idea for me is broadening what is seen in the kink community. Like I'm not saying hey let's do, let's just do this at the grocery store, but like I don't know. I, I feel like there's an Im- importance to normalize these other fetishes that aren't aren't as prominent in in the public view because i feel like if you're in I mean, maybe maybe i'm wrong about this but i feel like if you're in kink you should have uh like a, a working knowledge of of as, as many of the kinks as possible and there's there's many like the a friend of mine mentions the new idaho bdm sm checklist and i think there's like 500 uh kink items some of them repeat but like that's a lot of that's a lot of things but at the same time i feel like there should be uh, there should just be more variety when people go to the club, you know, there should be more for, for people that are especially exploring for the first time. Uh, I think it'd be nice to have a little bit more of, of Tumblr, essentially, when you go to the the kink community, if that makes sense.
1: No, I, I completely agree. And, you know, in a way, I wish that me and my girlfriend had met earlier and started making content earlier while we were still actively involved in the community and could go to a club and engage in you know as close to this sort of activity as you know we would be allowed to for exactly the reasons that you just listed it just was a matter of like temporally it didn't happen at the right time for us but directionally like in principle i i completely agree with you
0: yeah and that that is the thing about these relationships too it's because we are looking for such specific people people that haven't people that are one, already challenging the normal paradigms, but two, then you have to like be in proximity or, or, or locate that person, whether it be through the internet or what have you. Um, it's not easy to do. It's not like, um, you know, I look a, at a lot of relationships, uh, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, but it seems like a lot of people take their relationships, their, you know, their family building, whatever, as kind of just check boxes because society or their family tells them by this point they need... Uh, a kid, or they need a whatever, and I think it's, I think it's important to not do that. I mean, if it's right for you, do it. I'm not saying don't do it if it's not if it's right for you. But if you're looking for something else, if you if you desire something different, I think it's important to try to chase that and and uh, try to exude that energy to uh, attract that person. Because I mean, for me, and and this is actually really recent, even doing the show. I was still trying to hide myself in the, in the public sphere. You know, I was still trying to be like, well, I like, you know, I like being submissive and I like really cruel domination stuff. Like, how am I going to ever find that person? I better keep bending myself to try to um, find the right person. But I realized in that whole sentence, like, I'm not, I'm not looking for the right person. I'm looking for the person I think is most socially likely, I guess, and I think if you're not seeking that, it's important to realize who you are, and and then and then and then wait for that person or wait for that uh, experience, and go and go looking. I'm not saying like sit home and wait, but don't don't settle. I guess would be the way to put it.
1: Yeah, I find all of that really relatable. I, I count myself as very lucky that I found somebody like in my physic, like in my proximity, that had similar enough interests that we were able to to do what we do um and that it's satisfying to both of us i can definitely relate to being in the kink community the like real life meat space kink community and tempering my interests to fit like what felt socially accessible acceptable even in this like deviant space like even in this space where like the the vanilla world looks at us all as freaks no matter what we're into right like they don't they don't make a difference they don't necessarily draw that distinction between the person that's into fart fetish and the person that's into banking right like we're kind of all engaged in some kind of uh subversive activity just by being in that space so I similarly had that, that realization at one point where it was, well, why am I, why am I tempering what I'm looking for to, you know, meet the, the social norms of like this space? Like if I'm going to find this, I do have to put it out there. I've got to, I've got to make that effort. I've got to make, I've got to take that risk and say, yes, these are the things I'm into. And let people engage with me how they will from there and if it's if it's something that isn't right for them well maybe they're not the right partner for me right and i think that goes for every kink and that's not to say that kink is necessarily something that you know you you have to match with to work as a partner like i've got partners that i don't do this sort of thing with and we work on some other level, but. It allows me to find the right people, and I'm I'm sure that's probably kind of relatable to you.
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You you mentioned a few other uh, other fetishes you do for the uh, channel. Do you have uh, any other fetishes that you you haven't mentioned, or or any that you'd like to elaborate on that excite you?
1: New partners when I'm negotiating with them, I'll try just about everything twice. Um, I'm really pretty open to most things that aren't illegal or that like aren't going to make a huge mess all over my house quite frankly i'm pretty into bondage you see a little bit of that on the channel not so much in the more recent videos um you know i'm fairly good with rope i'd love to learn more but you see a little bit of that in the videos breath play generally is something that both me and my, my partner have an interest in uh she's really brought me along in that i've developed a kink kind of for that as she's brought me along size play in general like it's no secret if you watch my content like i'm a bigger guy relative to most of my partners and one of one of the girls on my channel i outweigh her by a hundred pounds and i'm not huge but she's tiny and that sort of that that element of the, the power expand has become really interesting to me, but I'm, I'm really open to almost anything, you know, I'll try just about anything twice.
0: Nice. Do you, uh, do you consider that um, uh, the size, the size, uh, or at least I, am reading it as size play uh, that you mentioned. Do you consider that like an offshoot or, or, or a, a branch of like a uh, giant? or giantess as, as it is in the in the in the female side or or do you um do you see it as something else
1: I think have a lot of the like the the giantess porn is that it's based some degree into like fantasy play and, and, I, and I could be wrong i could have a misunderstanding what the people in that community see. like for me it really is just like the the physical difference of like 250 pounds She's about 100 pounds and like that that physical power to, to dominate her just by sheer difference in in strength and size like that's that's become something that i've been excited by in like playing with new partners
0: i got you okay i think i i think i understand yeah maybe maybe giantess is the wrong way to put it like i um It starts associating with me like uh, BBW Um, in a similar way, like a small a small guy being squashed by a large woman, I think is a similar interplay as as at least the way I'm reading it uh, as what you're describing.
1: Yeah, I I think that's fair.
0: Do you uh, stick with domination content or do you also do like some of the uh, I guess I would call it boyfriend experience type content on your channel?
1: So we've done a variety of things. Uh, we've done some of that soccer stuff. We definitely play into the the dom sub uh, element in our content. Frankly, that's the content that seems to do better when we put it up. Um, and it it sort of reflects where our interests were when we started the channel. We've done some of the boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. And, and frankly, a lot of the time, that's closer to how we'll play when the cameras are off it just seems like the the audience for it isn't as big and and it could be that we're just missing the mark with how we produce it. I just say like if there's somebody out there listening and the the boyfriend girlfriend thing is something that you would like to see more of, like reach out and tell me exactly what you want to see cuz I'm I'm just personally curious about it honestly.
0: Absolutely. And I think it just depends too. I, I think it maybe also the creator's mindset as well. Like I, I don't think I could deliver good boyfriend, uh, girlfriend, whatever experience content, whether it be in writing or or in video. I think I could do it, but I don't think my heart's gonna be in it and it's not maybe gonna have the same feeling as someone who actually enjoys that. Actually that's that's what they that's the kind of content they live to they live to see or they enjoy seeing. Whereas me, it's just like, well, I'm kind of doing this to cater to someone who wants to see that content and not like I'm trying to be exploitive, but like just to try to offer a variety. But I think if that's not where your, where your headspace is, it may be best left to people who are in that space.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that.
0: Do you, so, and you, yeah, you found, you said you found most people are gravitating towards your domination content anyways.
1: Yeah. And. And that really, you know, maybe it's just that we're better at it, because that's sort of the way that, that's the way we came to arrive at this kink. So we're both more, I don't want to say more comfortable or more practiced in that role, but maybe it comes off as more natural on camera, and that's what people are responding to, or, you know, I i don't know, I, I would just say, like, it it does better, we enjoy making it, and... You know, that's not to say we won't put out other kinds of content, but it, it's certainly not going away.
0: Absolutely. Do you have any like, um, insights into, into your content production? Like, like what's the main draw for audiences or what kind of videos are are most requested?
1: So as far as requests go, I'm always kind of surprised. Like this fetish is like so diverse in terms of what people actually enjoy about it. Like for some people it's it's the smell and they want to hear, you know, my victim quote unquote talk about how nasty it is. Or like some people just want to hear the sound or like actually see my asshole while I'm farting on her face, right? Like cause that kind of content does well too. But like we get a diversity of requests. Uh one of the most surprising things that I found is that our content is really popular with gay men and so we get like a ton of requests for me to do male male videos and it's not something I'm opposed to actually it sounds kind of fun we just haven't found a suitable candidate for that yet but yeah it it, it's just diversity of requests uh they all kind of tend to keep to one of those categories though like we we want to cure talk about how nasty it is or how much he loves it or we want to hear the sound better. It's usually something driven in that vein,
0: for sure. I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely understand too. Because I, I'm a person who makes, uh, who has made requests. Because as much as you know, domination content is out there. There, there are specifics that I look for. For me, it's uh, uh, the I like a lot of of cruel talk and and you know, POV may be ideal, but also just the um. You know, it's easy to do POV. It's much harder to to offer like uh, uh, convincing cruelty and and, and humiliation, which I think is is, for me is the most important element. So I definitely agree with you that everyone has a different thing they're looking for, even within the same fetish.
1: And frankly, it's driven me to develop like I never considered myself particularly good at verbal domination. And that sort of like cruelty and, you know, that like verbal cruelty, the, I've never considered myself very good at that in the past. And this has driven me to sort of develop that skill off the cuff on video because so many people have requested that. And I still don't think I'm great at it, but it's a skill that I've begun to develop. So I I hear you.
0: Have you run into any like problems or, or controversies trying to produce the the content or release the content that you do? So well,
1: you remember a couple of years back when Pornhub had that mass deletion of uh, unverified content? Yes. That hit us pretty hard at the time because we were an unverified account. Uh, you know, we're not making videos to make money. We were just putting up content that we liked virtually all of it, you know, 75% of it or so got put back up, but that period where all of that content was down just got us out of the groove of making new content consistently and we've never really found that groove again. Content guidelines are something that we run up against with some regularity. Pornhub in particular like for reasons that are totally understandable when you look at their battles with credit card processors like they owe a pretty fine line with regards to what sort of content they'll allow to be on their website and their their moderation team is pretty trigger happy honestly and there's there's no way to to reach out to them and say like hey you've said something violates the terms of service but it doesn't like point to me the the term of service that it violates You, you can't you don't have a recourse there right you can put the video back up and hope it gets around the content ID or you can just, you know, eat it, which is what we do most of the time. But we, we run into that with some regularity and, and I, I get where they're coming from. It's always frustrating when that happens, but I, I get it. You know, there are just certain activities like bondage, anything that has that, like that whiff, no pun intended, of being in any way non-consensual, anything that could be looked at that in any way, that really seems to, to put a video on their radar. So we've had to to moderate our own content to try and not step across the lines that they don't really explicitly spell out, but we're just kind of learning where that line is as we're making content.
0: Yeah, yeah that that is the problem, especially with uh with uh with C and C or consensual non consent. It becomes very difficult to do that because I, I mean, again, going back to the humiliation, that's something I'm really into is the is the uh, consensual non-consent aspect. I don't seem to see as much problem in the like, I see a lot of people offering or or doing those videos, but uh, I don't know if it's because people are re-uploading like this vid and peop- there's not as uh, robust content moderation. L- like you said, when they did the Pornhub purge, it seems like they wanted to be more like a Uh, clips for sale type portal where they're going to spend a little more time policing what's on there rather than like a YouTube where they kind of, they're permissible until people start reporting it. And then they're going to just strike down on
1: it. Yeah, exactly. You know, this vid is a great example. Like we've, we've thought about uh, putting our own content up there, but frankly, all of our stuff is already on there. We would just be duplicating. Uh, things people have already re-uploaded you know maybe it's not a horrible idea to just put stuff that Pornhub hubs have no uh up on there you know maybe that's what i'll do after i cross the phone with you i don't know
0: yeah for sure i mean i don't think it's a bad idea to have your own presence too because because you know even though i don't think people look at profiles and stuff there it could, uh, it could, you know, uh, on the one-off or whatever, occasionally grant you uh, more business or more eyeballs to uh, other channels that you, you do monetize. So uh, I, I would definitely do it. I'm, I'm a person who, uh, even just for SEO purposes, like I'll try to make an account uh, everywhere that makes sense. Do you have a fetish that was, or a video that was like the most interesting request that someone asked you to do?
1: Yeah, no, like a lot of the, a lot of the requests that we get really are just, they're in one of those well-established groups, you know, because all of our content is like very, very natural. Like, we I don't pump air, I don't do anything like that. So, like, any of the farts that are in our videos, because some of them I don't I don't fart on her at all. It's just like strictly a face sitting thing. It's kind of a one and done kind of thing. Maybe two if I'm like particularly productive. One idea that somebody had suggested recently in a message to me was to like every time nature calls quote-unquote fart on her face record that little like 10 15 second clip throw them all in a compilation and throw it up and and that sounds really interesting it's just practically we haven't had a day where we could do that yet but that's probably something that'll be coming at some point when we get the opportunity um i thought that was an interesting that was an interesting request
0: logistically i can imagine that's not only is that like having to like, okay, get the camera ready. Like we got to hold this in like, but at the same time, like I, I definitely, the compilation videos people love and, and I definitely see a lot of them that I I think people have uh, edited together themselves. So, so I, I definitely understand that.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, I've seen other creators, uh, women that are catering to a similar kink make those same sorts of videos either on their own or with their stuff. It's definitely a uh, well-traveled path, but uh nonetheless, it's it's interesting, it's something that I think we'd like to do.
0: Nice. Do you, do you have any niches like you wouldn't uh you wouldn't work on or you won't won't do?
1: Within this kink uh not really. Uh like I said earlier, we're pretty open to experiences kind of it, as far as like adjacent kinks go water sports is probably the big one uh just because frankly my main partner hates it we have one video up where she was a great sport you know gave it the gave it the best try she could hated it we're not making another one just that that's her call you know that she has revoked her consent to that sort of activity So that, that would be the big one and just like adjacent activities, the big, like no go zone for us has been like, we won't actually fuck on camera because when we invited the internet into our bedroom, it felt important to me at least. And I think to her to have like this one part of our, our sex life that remained private. And at the end of the day, like nobody's coming to our channel to see that anyhow. So it's not, it's not hugely restrictive. And maybe we, maybe we've softened on that with time, but again, it's, it's not what people are coming to our channel to see. So it's not something that you're likely to see there.
0: Absolutely. No, that makes sense. Do you, do you have anything that you like? I mean, obviously you do. What do you like to do when you're not, uh, when you're not working on videos?
1: i am I'm a big movie guy, uh, so I I try and watch something whenever I can. I'm a, again, sensation seeker. Like that goes to to food as well. I'm a I'm a great cook, frankly. I'm just I'm not even gonna have like the veneer of modesty there. Like I'm I'm fucking great at cooking. Uh, that's a big one. But like in terms of more specific interests, I love woodworking. I make a lot of sawdust. Uh, I love traveling. I've been all over the world. I've been blessed with the opportunity to be. All over the world. I'm a big outdoors guy. I love hiking, and really, just again, I, I like new experiences. I like I like, like new sensations. I like just seeing what the world has to offer.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Do you do you have like a ultimate goal for for yourself, uh, whether it be in this industry or or something beyond this industry?
1: I'm not. Uh... I'm not what you would call the ambitious type, uh, you know. Really, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to have some fun, make friends, and you know, fart on some pretty faces along the way.
0: That's cool. Uh, that that's 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 just as cool too. And and you know, you're obviously doing a service for, for people who want to see this. So I, I, I give you kudos there. Thank you. And I, well, and I appreciate that you're not, it's not like, you know, you have like, oh, this is my 10 year plan. This is my, I got to be here by this point. You're just, you're just following your passion and, and just doing it. And, and I think that's really, uh, we don't see that as much as we should, you know, I think many people aren't, aren't fortunate enough to be in that position, but, uh that you've taken this uh and and are giving back with your with your uh with what you have is is great and i i, I applaud you for that
1: yeah i mean i will say it did take some uh some psychological adjustment to get in that that like psychological headspace but uh i i'm happier for it
0: that's awesome that's very that's that's really cool do you, do you have we're we're about to we're about to wrap this up but do you have anything um Anything more you'd like to to say or discuss before uh, before I close this out?
1: I just say that if if anything that I've described sounds appealing, uh, check out our content. Reach out to us; we're nice.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Do you have any other um like where where can uh, people find you or what are your uh, links or or what other social media do you have?
1: Yeah, sure. So you can find us on Pornhub at uh, Pornhub.com/model/Akaraka or akaraka on FetLife, that's spelled a c a r r a c a um look us up uh if it's for you great uh subscribe like our videos leave comments uh send a message and if it's not like thanks for checking us out
0: that's amazing a- akaraka i i cannot thank you enough for for being here today and, and and having such a great conversation people are are very interested in in uh hearing from from a male dom within this niche so uh i think this is going to be a, a a fan favorite so i really i really appreciate you taking time and being here today thank you so much
1: thank you for having me on you know i had a lot of fun talking to you this was a, a great conversation and i i hope people get something out of it
0: awesome i'm so glad all right i'll talk to you again soon all right
1: all right thank you